beautiful. It's your girl, Rebecca Tahara. And it's your girl, Amy. Welcome back to Fallen Bell. Welcome back. So, on today's episode, we're going into a story time. It's actually our first story time, y'all. Clap for the milestone. Clap for the Low key, it's our second story time, sis. <laughs> I didn't even want to burst your bubble because you got so excited. It's definitely our second. <laughs> but it's okay. It's a story time nonetheless. And <laughs> we love story times. <laughs> and we love story times. And so what's the story time? Tell it. So- the moral of the story, before we even get to the end of the story time, we just start off with that, is do not let anyone steal your joy. Do not let any anyone tell you that your laughing, your laughter, your joy, your happiness is trivial and or annoying, irritable, or any of the sorts. No. All right. So this topic, this topic, this topic is like our life theme, first of all. However, um, this topic has come up for us consistently in our life because growing up, whenever we get together or whenever our family gets together, we're just like a very giddy bunch. Like, and it's actually very bad because (laughs) because we laugh at inappropriate times. So we laugh, of course, when we're joyous and we're happy, when things are going well. We laugh when things are awkward. We laugh when we don't know what to say. We laugh when we're scared. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just... Like we laugh when we're confused and we just don't know how to. <laughs> we, just don't know how to... we laugh if we just catch each other eye the right way. <laughs> like... And so, however, however, I was saying, and I was saying to Esther and people, okay, so people, whenever we get together and like we have that energy, people be like mad that we're joyous. And I was saying to us earlier how I think that people are drawn to us as people because we are at least individually right um we are happy and joyous people and people are attracted to that however at the same time it's like a double-edged sword because people could be attracted to that and then they see that you're that is your frequency most of the time like you choose joy most of the time and then they'll also be uh i don't want to i don't know if it's envious or I believe it's envious. I believe it's envious because um, innately they want to feel that feeling and you look just so happy over there, feeling all extra happy. And I want it. And I feel like, okay, so I feel like this is interesting because, okay, I always say you you are in control of your emotions at all times, right? And so you can choose to suffer through something or you can choose to just be like, oh shit, I choose joy. But what my point was to say this, I think it's interesting because while we may, we have had a rough, life has been rough, okay? And so just because we have chosen to 
laugh through a lot of shit, which I said is inappropriate most of the time. Um, it doesn't mean that we aren't struggling and that this isn't heavy and that we're not having a hard time dealing with it. Hell, most of the time we're laughing because we don't know how to cope with it. So I think it's interesting when people are like upset at it as if they don't, especially when people that are close are upset at it because they see, they see your struggle, but they also see that capacity for joy that you have and they see both. And sometimes they can't, they don't understand. Um, I say that to say, so quick, 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 quick story in the story time, right? Um, a really horrible situation. My mom passed away. We were at the memorial service and all our family was there. And like, this is traumatizing y'all. This is traumatizing. I am absolutely traumatized by my mama leaving. I am a mama's girl. My sisters are just, oh my God. I've been crying for days. Like, I've been crying for days, okay? We're at the memorial service. I'm not really 100% sure, but we have to sit directly in front of everybody. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. We're sitting there. We're looking. (laughs) We're little little, little giggling. But everybody's looking at us. And it's not like we're happy that our mom is gone. It's just, it's it's really heavy in here. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? We go into the bathroom. I don't even know if somebody really had to use the bathroom or not. It's me, Becky, <laughs> and my little sister. <laughs> and we're all in the bathroom. And maybe we were a little Wait, Really quickly to interrupt her story. We're at the memorial. Okay. We are front row. And it's just really hard to be serious right now. <laughs> like, because it's weird. It's uncomfortable. And then, like, the adults are expecting so much from you. I'm and they're 16. also. Everybody I'm, else is younger. My yeah. older brother, he's 18. So, yeah, 16. 13. Bird is 10, maybe. Yeah. So it's so we're giggling, right? And but we're also trying to maintain be behaved. And so we go to the bath what really led us to the bathroom was that preacher. And I wanna You are so right. I know. And you know, you know, this memory isn't always on point, baby, but it is progressing. I've been taking my kinko below, but I remember that shit. And so y'all check this out. So this no good, shouldn't have been there. Who hired you? You're not our preacher. Preacher is conducting this service, okay? And this man is essentially saying that my mom did something wrong to die. Sir, I think you at the wrong service. Like, I think you're at the wrong service. I think you at the wrong service. I think he also mispronounced several things. (laughs) And it it was like a joke. It was a joke. The funeral was a joke. 
And so because the funeral was a joke, we went to the bathroom to laugh. <laughs> it wasn't to laugh. It wasn't to laugh. It was to comment. I went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom to fully express myself. It, I didn't go to the bathroom to laugh. It just so happens that my energy sometimes, you know, but I didn't go to laugh. I went there to talk about the fact that I really feel like going out there and being like, oh. Also, I went there to talk about the fact that I wanted to now go up there and speak <laughs> because, no. I don't know what you did, but let me go ahead and represent my mama because. Like what you not going to do? Who hired the, who, who hired this man? Who hired anybody at this point? And it's, it's like, it was a lot because, okay. One, like losing your parents a lot, period. Right. So let's start there. But then we're also children and we have no control over how anything around us is being conducted. And it's annoying because we've constantly been in this space of not being able to control or conduct what is being our circumstance, what's around us, what's happening, none of our input, none of this. It's just up here. And for this to be, this is a big moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A shit show. And so that's what led us to be giddy giddy in the bathroom. So we probably were loud, but I want you to continue the story now. I just had to, you know what I'm saying? Paint the vision. So someone comes and knocks on the door. I can't remember who. It was Ruby. And like, she knocks on the door and she's like, do you know we can hear you out there? Do you know that everybody can hear you outside? What are you guys doing in here? This is not a game. You're not in here to play. <laughs> and me, because at this time of my life, <laughs> I said what I felt like saying. So at this time of my life, <laughs> My mouth was a little looser than it never really stopped being loose. I'm gonna be honest here. Either way, I closed the door because it was the appropriate thing to do. <laughs> we come out <laughs> in about five more minutes. We come out and everybody watches us. Everybody just like turns around as <laughs> we're walking in to watch us walk in and my brother is just sitting there looking at us <laughs> just no good in that moment though so after that I think we decided that it didn't really matter anything anyway so we sat up there and we giggled anyway we sat up there we giggled I went and did my little speech uh, Rebecca was supposed to go say her little speech, her little scary ass. Did it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was emotional. Either way, I think that's another time that I went ahead and did it for her. Because y'all, God has blessed me with an amazing sister that supports wow. me and holds it down when I need support, wow. and that's why she is amazing, and that's wow. why she's appreciated. And sorry if I don't tell you enough. Wow. You hear that guy? Yeah, yeah, she does that. 
Either way, in that moment, um, if we were to just do as we were supposed to be doing or what uh, was within the norms and what was expected of us, we probably would have like really, not to say that we had a good day or anything because look at the freaking circumstances, right? But it probably would have been way worse than it actually was. Because that day, what I remember, yes, I remember being at a memorial service for my mom and feeling like shit, right? But what I also remember is me having a ball with my sisters. Like, what I remember is the bond that I have with my immediate uh, or what I consider my, with my siblings is the bond that I have with my siblings. And what I remember and appreciate is that while we were there for my mother, she left us with each other. I know for a long time I used to be like, ah, oh, she left us, she freaking abandoned me. And, and she, while she did, <laughs> she didn't leave us with nobody. And so you see how when I just said that while she did for someone else, it would probably be a Terry moment. But I choose to laugh. I choose to laugh in this moment. This story time goes to show you, because I'm about to go ahead and go into what our real story time was. I just want to let you know it was the same person trying to steal our joy both times. I just want to say that <laughs> it was a grown up in our life who was in our freaking life. Okay. God damn it. She was all grown up and, and, and she always wanted to steal our joy. <laughs> so look, y'all. <laughs> yes. However, I feel like, I feel like it wasn't just her. It came up with her whenever we were with her. But it also came up in several spaces. Like whenever we were together, it comes up. Even like one of the things like I I say is you don't really know me until like, first of all, my, my friends uh, really do paint a good picture. But like when you see me with my siblings, that paints like the full picture. Um. Because it's it's like you know when we're talking about when we're talking about um, I don't know if this is if we even recorded this or if this is another podcast we we're talking about how we are different with different people um, but like how I compared it to water and how water can be sleet it can be snow it could be hail it could be water um, it wasn't a podcast but it's all <laughs> but it's all it's all the same thing and so um, yeah mommy she i don't know like i I will say <laughs> we were abandoned <laughs> however i do feel like when my mom left let me, when our mom left i don't like that i don't like when people just think my mom when mommy left i do believe that she thought that she was leaving us in very secure spaces very secure and safe spaces that would have been able to foster 
whatever she thought we needed and provide us stability. I 100% believe that. Although things did not play out as such, I do. And, and in that moment, it did. I do believe that she made sure to know where everybody was at, who everybody was with. Um, and just to kind of generally make sure that we were all okay. Um, uh, she made a will. Uh, she left, she passed away with money enough to be able to bury herself or, or to, you know, um, handle the, handle a funeral, memorial service and everything. And so in that, yes, yes, 100%, you know, you can't account for things outside of your power, you know? So I do believe that she did that. With that being said, though, yeah, we left, and so you, I call a spade a spade. Okay, <laughs> you left me, <laughs> and I, I, you know what I think? I think, um, in terms of the adults that were always upset about our joy. You know what I think that it is now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it. I feel like there was a strength in us that they saw. Especially because these were adults that were close to us. And I feel like that that strength was intimidating. Yeah, so I remember it's really funny. I remember when I was uh Really, right after mommy died, I was like, I was really over it. I was really over it. Like, I was just like, I was a mom. So, like, I had this whole kid who was, like, asking for his nana. Like, and I didn't know how to explain that to him. And then, like, my concept of heaven and hell was, like, already skewed at this time. But now I'm having to really explain to him because this is a fixture on his life. And he's like, uh, where's my girl? she was supposed to come pick me up. I didn't get none of the food she'd be making me. Like my mom was like really Andrew's guy. So he was like, uh, where's she at? So I'm having to explain that someone who is incredibly important to me and obviously to you too, bro, <laughs> is gone. And because you're a baby, you're not a baby, but you're a toddler. I'm having to explain concepts that I don't necessarily understand myself. I remember at that time, Rocky uh, saying to me that understand um, and one day embrace this strength that I carry because I am going through, having gone through already things that adults, full-grown, well-adjusted adults are not able to go through and survive. Um, and as I, so I heard that then, right? But you know, when you're in a moment, you're like, <laughs> right? But then as I grow up and as I, I'm about to be 30 now, 
I lost my mom at 16 years old. I literally, my mom went into the hospital the my birthday. <laughs> it's so fucked up. I was looking for her starting June 22nd. My birthday is June 29th. I found her on June 28th. Um, and like, so I was 15, turning 16. Um, I lost my mom. I'm now about to be 30 years old in two months, right? And watching other people go through things, not to trivialize anything, not to trivialize anybody's life experience, uh, trials, tribulations, sacrifices, whatever, what have you. I, I try to use what have you now because whatever sounds like, I don't care, but it's a lot I don't care. It's just, okay. <laughs> Either way, I've watched people go through things and thought to myself, wow, like, wow, you are really uh, struggling right now. You are really struggling right now. And you're really not making the best decisions for yourself. <laughs> you're really choosing. Are you, I don't know if you're choosing the struggle or I, I, I don't know. But you're not doing well. <laughs> you're not doing well here. Not just saying that, oh, you got to exceed like I did. No. Because I didn't exceed. I didn't exceed. I know to you it looked like I might have exceeded. But to me, I was broken, bro. I was broken, crawling. Like, but because we're adults, I expect more. You know, um... I love that you mentioned that. Um, I don't know if we recorded this. I don't think we recorded that podcast yet. But like, it goes with the topic when I was talking, uh, when I was saying to you, like, not everyone is equipped. Not everyone is equipped um, for every season with us. And I'm going to come back here. But I also, I agree with you because, especially me, like, all right, so... If you don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about our age for real. I'm 26. And so I feel like I've always had this like maturity though. <laughs> like baby girl was just born as an old soul. Okay. And so I've always had this like maturity. That's how I feel. I feel like I was always born as somebody mama. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then I feel like us dealing with trauma uh, so much at a young age just has given us. Um, certain capacities to to realize that a lot of things that we worry about are really trivial when real things that are very significant are stripped or denied or uh, impacted when you're young like one of the things that I I say and I'm like wary of saying it but it's my truth is that I am like and this is really fucked up but I'm so grateful for all the trauma I dealt with at my young age because it has really prepared me. Like sometimes I watch people that eat are older than me. I'm like, at your big age. However, not everyone is equipped. Um, and and what has equipped me has been those circumstances. And I think also it goes to show, and I did never really. I haven't put it together in this way, um, but 
it makes sense why so many, why we're able to so hold space for so many different people in different spaces. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's a reflection, but like not everyone has that capacity that we have because not everyone has dealt with all of the things that we've dealt with. It's not like we've just dealt with, okay, we just dealt with foster care. Like we dealt with, we dealt with foster care. We dealt with the loss of our mom. You dealt with childhood pregnancy. You deal with being a mom every day. Like we dealt with being put out. <laughs> like we've dealt with all of these things that a lot of people don't even have to deal with in one lifetime. Being highly sexualized, um, being inappropriately touched by grown ass people, like just a series of things that created these thick scars that so like essentially all that trauma ended up being armor today so like while i can uh step outside of the situation it's something that i had to learn how to do like i had to learn from young that okay this thing happened i really didn't appreciate it maybe i felt violated maybe i just felt disrespected maybe i just felt unappreciated and unloved right if i I, I've now understood that if I sit in this place, I might not be able to make it through this place. But it's something that I learned from having my mom pass away, foster care, people really stepping into my space as if it was their space has taught me exactly how to maneuver out of these places and to know that I actually can't live in the situation. Yes, it's still occurring. It didn't stop. It didn't change. I understand. I'm still going to have to do the work and I don't know, whatever. But what I don't have to do is sleep on this. You know how they say you made your bed and I lie in it? That's not true. I always think that's horrible advice. I've been like, actually, no, that's only for kids. That's only for children. <laughs> That's only for children. And even then, I think that's not even for kids. Just because I made the bed don't mean I got to lay in it. Mm -hmm. It don't mean that I could make this bed and decide to go buy another bed. Yes, I still mm -hmm. got to handle this bed, maybe sell it. I don't know. But I don't have yeah, Like, yes, this bed still has to be dealt with, but this bed is not the end all be all. Like, I, could, I have the ability to, and the free will, okay, to transform my actions, to be like, you know, or to, to self-correct. And maybe I want to make the bed a different way. Maybe I want to buy a new mattress. Like, maybe the screws are like, I'll deal with it. But I don't have to lay in it. Something that people do and tell you is essentially when you're going through a tough time, that uh, the grieving process of whatever that is, you just have to sit in it. You just have to be in it. This is it. I'm a cancer. I am sad enough. I literally all the time think about like the state of the world, the state of myself, the state of my son, my feelings, emotions, and things. I'm a woman. Things happen. Maybe I want to have another baby. Maybe I want to get married. I don't know. <laughs> but what I don't need is added pressures and to sit in my misery. It's like, you don't have misery to, loves company, y'all, for and, a reason. Misery never wanted to be alone. And you don't have to. Okay, it's like people think you always have to be one thing, and that's not true to who we are as human beings. Like, 
we can have multiple emotions happening at one time. And so I can be very sad that I just lost somebody, but I can still choose to have some joy in my life and watch a comedy and be able to uh, come out of that emotion um, and enjoy that or enjoy time with my friends. Um, like both of these things can coexist and it doesn't mean that one is less than the other. They just both exist. They just, they just are. You just, you just is. <laughs> the wonderful thing about being a human being is the multifaceted complications of a human being. And it is that you can cry when you're happy and laughing and you can laugh when you are at your absolute lowest. That hysterical, I don't know if anybody else has ever done it, but I know that I have been at my lowest and I cried and I cried till I laughed and I was just... <laughs> because a lot of the time, and I know for us, that laughter is what really helps us navigate that sorrow space. Because if you just sit like, I, maybe, maybe, I know we do, a, we laugh at a lot of inappropriate situations, but I'm grateful for it because if, if I would have let those emotions consume me in the way that I really felt them, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Life is a lot. It's really hard to uh, wake up every day and find a reason to be, to be, to just be. I uh, find especially my especially when the world is saying that you cannot just be. I find myself the older that I get in a space of wanting to just live my truest self. And while wanting to live that true self, wanting to find out who that true self is or what that true self is, um, I find that it is ever evolving. Um, I find that I thought I was looking for my true self at 25 and I think I found that true self, but that true self is actually a different person from me today. And it's great. Come on. Look at your... So for me, I like all of the bumps, the humps, the dips, and the things, and the curves, and the, the chinks and stuff. I like that. I personally believe that that is what folds and shapes and makes me the perfect imperfection that I am. You can't match me if you wanted to. And you can try. But there's literally only one me. Even if I had a twin, like... It's so funny, me and my boyfriend was talking about this the other day because they were like how, because of the chromosomes being the same, essentially if one, if, if you have two twins and one of the twins had a baby or whatever, instead of the, and you know, everybody had babies, right? Instead of the babies being cousins, like they would be, instead they're siblings because the chromosomes, right? And I was sitting there thinking to myself, no, because that's not my mama. <laughs> like, no, that's not my mother. And while, yeah, your science may say that, but no, at the end of the day, literally the person who had me was that one. That's, that's my mother. That's what, what do you mean? And if, if she had me, I probably wouldn't be me. 
Like, and that's her twin, right? Identical, blah, blah, blah. But if she had me, I wouldn't be Tommy. She probably would have named me Jackson. I don't know. I don't know. But the circumstances would have changed. It literally took a ball of whatever it took of energy to make you the way you are. Why not embrace and learn all the facets of yourself? A lot of people are afraid of that because of all the negative that they feel like they might find. What I find about myself is that the things that I consider negative actually are not negative. Maybe one or two of them. Control of, okay, when, when I'm in this space, I can show up this way. And so I don't always like to show up that way, but I like her because like, because I, the part of me, I'm, I feel you because I'm very, for the most part, I'm very calm. I guess, would you say that? Yeah. <laughs> even cute I feel like you've thought about this (laughs) but for the first one I'm pretty like (laughs) chill however and it doesn't change too much like sometimes I get sillier or I'm calmer (laughs) like I'm I'm sillier I don't really uh get upset but baby you want to take it there I can take it there And and I like that part of myself. Look, she'd be ready to put the helmet on. Okay, she'd be like, "Did I hear?" Oh, oh, okay. You don't need me. You don't need me right now. Okay, okay. I'll I'll just be back here eating that macaroni and cheese you made last week. (laughs) Let me know when you're ready, because I don't gotta get ready. ready, Because I'll stay ready. Stay ready. Don't call for me. Don't call for me unless I send for you. So with that being said, though, I, I I like her. I haven't named her yet. I will. But I like her, you know. Um, do I think she needs to show up to every party? No. She a little ghetto. She a little ghetto. But I also like that about her. That's what makes her so unique. That's me. That's what makes me so unique is the fact that while... <laughs> I'm also incredibly smart and uh, well, what is the word? Well-spoken, articulate, intelligent. You hear me? Um, And I'm a funny bitch. I'm a funny, I'm a funny mother. (laughs) That's like her thing. (laughs) I'm the party. I'm the party. And as much as I'm the party, I sit in my apartment alone in a complete silence. Regularly. But I'm the party. But I enjoy every aspect of myself. I enjoy the party. I also enjoy the silence. It's really a beautiful thing when you start to find out who you are what you like, and you can really stand up for yourself in that regard. Not loudly, not screaming, not yelling, not, you know, passive aggressively, nothing. Just literally in your own space. Yeah, it's literally once you, when you make that, it's like an energetic shift that occurs because it changes how you show up. It changes how you show up in spaces and people feel that energy, regardless if you are like speaking or not like the the huh, baby baby 
about to shake up the room. <laughs> For real. This right here, uh, we had a family meeting with like my family or whatever. It was like our first ever family meeting. Y'all. And <laughs> it went to shit very quickly. So look, so real quick, I don't know what Esther's about to say about this. this no, you go. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know what she's about to say about this family meeting. But what I will say is this. We had a family meeting. So look, me and my sisters, okay, so you know, there's Esther, obviously, you know, there's us. There's our little sister, Roberta. And then um, there's our older brother, older brother. who's the eldest. Now, me and my sisters speak every day, every other day. We have an Instagram chat. We got a FaceTime chat. We got a text group chat. Like, we just... We got every chat. We got a group <laughs> Exactly. So, we speak consistently. Our brother, we do not speak to regularly. Individually, for different reasons. However, it's the common reason. It's a common thing. So, our brother calls a family meeting. I'm shook, y'all, because let me tell you, this is not, this is not, this is not how he shows up in the world. <laughs> Normally, if he, all right, so my brother deals with us on, I don't know how he is now, so I will not speak. I'll speak on the person I knew. Maybe I have to get to know him. I'm going to give him that little, you know what I'm saying? Period. Period. Just in case he listens to <laughs> shit. I'm going to give him that. <laughs> so, usually, if he's upset, if he's upset with you, he just won't deal with you until he's ready to deal with you again. And the whatever the issue is will not be addressed. Clearly, if unless y'all have this issue, which that's it's a if if you have this issue, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's an issue. In case you didn't know and nobody told you, but it's an issue, and it's an issue because then it doesn't allow for accountability to be taken where it needs to be taken and the acknowledgement of people's feelings who you've hurt when you've hurt them. And that's not fair, especially when you want your emotions to be acknowledged. You know, it's just not fair. It's not healthy, whatever. So that's how he typically shows up. So for, and he'll show up to you individually. So like if let's say he's not talking to whoever and he's like, oh, let me talk to the, he, he'll deal with the one that he is cool with or whenever he's just like, whenever he's ready to talk to you, he'll hit you up. It's not usually this family thing. Um, so he called the family meeting, y'all. I was like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll show up. Esther helped with the scheduling. <laughs> I honestly, this is something I helped with more on. than the scheduling, y'all. I actually helped get them to the meeting. Listen. What I'm working on in myself, and I can acknowledge that I need to work on it. I really, actually, I like that part of myself. So there's that. I just don't like drama. And um, if I can choose to not be in the presence of it, I'll choose not to. And it's because I knew. And this is horrible to say that, right? Because I still showed up, y'all. So give me my credit. But I knew that because there was some prior issues that were not resolved, addressed, or addressed prior to this meeting, that when we got into this meeting, regardless of what his intention was, you know, and praying that his delivery would have been good because sometimes his delivery is off. But 
regardless of what his intentions were, because that was not addressed prior to this meeting, that the shit was already going to hit the fan. <laughs> so we get into this meeting. He tells us wonderful things. I will say that. He says that it's very, you know, very important. You know, we're the only family that we have. It's extremely important. We don't even talk to each other every day. I'm childish because I was texting my sisters like we talk every day. Um, what is he talking about? <laughs> what, is, what is he talking about? Um, but he was basically talking about how it's important for us to see each other more often, speak to each other more often. We're all we got. We're family. And um, it's just important for us to operate in a family unit and create that community. I agree 100% with everything that he said. That's something that's very important to me. However, because of egos, emotions, and not taking accountability, it creates a lot of strife. I believe that the that this meeting could have gone better if we had some kind of matriarch or someone in that position, an auntie in our that. But because it's just us as siblings, there's no adult to show up and for us to be like, you know what? I respect them enough not to show up in this way here. And, you know, just just um, how. <laughs> no, but you no, not to say that it wouldn't have been addressed. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there would have been a mediator. A, you know what I'm saying? There would have been some kind of mediator. And I feel like that's why I went to shit so quickly. Because if, if there was a media, they would have been like, okay, Daniel, you just said what you had to say. Let her finish expressing herself. And it's either you chose to be there and listen or not. You know what I'm saying? But there's still that facilitator that allows everyone to get themselves expressed. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Because I see you like, nah, bitch, because I was still going to say what I had to say. What I was know? still going to, because I wasn't going on vacation with nobody and, <laughs> and, and over here feeling beef. What I don't do, because I don't mind a little drama, but what I won't do is walk into drama. I won't do that. And I will not reserve time to spend with anyone who will stress me. I, I currently don't live in the land of stress no more. And I won't allow you to take me there. I don't like that island. So you can sit there by yourself. Go ahead. So. Long story short, <laughs> or long story long, <laughs> I done told y'all asses on the details. But anyway, that so y'all, the it literally went from him expressing himself, you know, into mind you, I'm at this point, I'm childish, and I'm and I'm and I like that part about myself too, because I didn't have myself in the camera because I'm so happy. <laughs> I told y'all, I laugh at any appropriate times, okay. So I'm over here cracking up because just how he was saying certain things was just funny to me. Uh, but I was silent. My This is how me and my younger sister, this is how me and Roberta show up. We just, we, that's, that's my, that's, that's my sis, okay? That's, that's gang. That's my sis for real. Because we be knowing, like, if you're into astrology, our moon signs are the same. So we just, we just be like, we just we just don't even say nothing. We just don't even say nothing. Like we just we'll just show up and barely. So there, so he transitions, you know, lets the lets the floor be open. <laughs> Esther says. So and I and I will say that the opening was I, right, you feel me? 
Yeah, I was trying to be transparent and be like, I'm not trying to come for you or nothing. She said, so all of this sounds, this is her voice. All of this <laughs> sounds really nice. However, I'm not exactly comfortable with going to vacation uh, or participating in um, any family activities, at least until we have a conversation and you acknowledge what you did and give me my apology. <laughs> y'all, first of all, let me tell y'all this right now. <laughs> You can tell people that you feel like they should apologize, but you can't. You can't expect them because people don't owe you shit. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, y'all, let me. Let, before I'm gonna say that, what I will I'll also say is, in order for our relationships to be remedied, there needs to be accountability that is taken when you hurt someone else's feeling, especially if you are trying to build and do this family shit and work on this relationship. Because how can you tell me that you care so much about the family unit and you don't care about my feelings? And moving forward in life, having found some of myself, I find that uh, for my relationships with people, whoever, it really doesn't matter. Um, my son, my mama, my brother, my sister, my boyfriend, my coworker. You need to be accountable. Everyone should be held accountable. I do not, I do not, I, once again, I do, I do not, not like, like unaccountable people. Not to say I don't like you, it just bothers me. It bothers my spirit. So, <laughs> moving forward in life, I've decided I will be just as accountable as I expect others to be with me. And that's fair because if if you can't honor your word, how could you honor something that you say to me? And if that's not okay with you, that's fine as well. We just can't have a relationship. I'm also okay with that. Because you can't pick and choose, you know? You can't, you can't pick and choose. And you can't tell me how I want to be treated. That I don't believe in that. I believe that you should treat people how they want to be treated. You know that saying, like, treat people how you would want others to treat yourself. No, actually, no. Because maybe you're okay with that kind of stuff. You know? I'm not okay with that. I want you to treat me how I want to be treated. And if I'm asking you to be accountable for something, and that's not something that you can do, I understand. Just understand that I will no longer partake in your space. I'm okay there. And that's fair. That's honoring your boundaries and I'm here for it, okay? And so long story short, long story long, long. I'm a kid. <laughs> long, long story long, uh, the, it went to shit. They started arguing. Um, you know, I was muted off the camera. So once they hung up, I was like, oh, they done? <laughs> I, I went ahead. Then my brother called me. I didn't pick up the phone. I, look, if Esther would have called me, I didn't know if I was going to pick up right right there. We spoke <laughs> we, we, we spoke like five minutes later. I was like, she needs a second at least because she's not about to have my, my air hot. So, so then, um, you know, I, I held space, you know what I'm saying? Because she was really upset. And she was right. I want to be very clear that the reason she was upset, regardless of whatever reason she was upset, 
it's valid because if you hurt my feelings, you should you should acknowledge that you hurt my feelings if I'm telling you. But she had a valid reason, super valid reason. Like a this this uh, uh, honestly a relationship make or break reason. So, uh, how could you not acknowledge it, bro? But it's cool. It's cool. We passed that. We passed that. We passed that. So long story long, he ended up. Uh, apologizing even first of all it was really nice because obviously i know i didn't pick up the phone he left me a voicemail which was very nice and very considerate saying listen i didn't expect to bring any drama in your space he already know i'm not for the <laughs> i'm not for the fufu <laughs> i'm not for the i'm not for that but um acknowledging like how he didn't realize that there were some things that he needed to address prior to the meeting and that hopefully um we can have another family meeting. He doesn't know if Esther, he's going to reach out to Esther, but he doesn't know if she's going to want to continue them or continue conversation with him, but he's going to try to reach out and that hopefully uh, we can just work on the things that he said. It was a really nice uh, voicemail. I was very surprised because usually in situations like that, I'm getting voicemails on how I should also be against my sister. And so I was like, "Mm, gross, I like it. But let's see. Cause I, so I didn't respond. I didn't respond. I wanted to kind of see how things played out. And he ended up apologizing to Esther and taking accountability. And so what were your thoughts when you saw that message from him? How did you feel? Tell me, uh, tell me all the things. Cause when I was reading it, Berta, obviously you, you know, me and you were in communication. I think Berta was uh, working or whatever. So I was sending her, I was sending her updates. <laughs> sending her, I saying, when you sent me the screenshot of the message, I sent her the screenshot, like, because we were talking about it too. And I was like, oh my God, girl, he apologized. <laughs> <laughs> what you think, what you, what you think she's going to do? And so even the other day she was like, um, I wonder we were talking about the family meeting and I was like, I don't know. We'll talk to, I said, maybe we'll talk to Esther and convince her to do a family meeting. And it's funny how, when you were talking to me today, you were like, Oh, would you consider another family meeting? And that conversation happened organically anyway, but back to your emotions. I want to hear them. <laughs> I want to hear them. <laughs> um, not really. Okay. So well, okay. Being accountable. When I walk into the meeting, I walk into the meeting of the mind that, so I'm assuming, <laughs> and I'm going to big assume, this means they assuming me, as I guess I was big timing assuming, capital letters, that uh, <laughs> he was going to be like, I understand that uh, I might have fucked up in some places, <laughs> y'all, or, you know, something like that. You're not supposed to assume, you make an ass out of yourself. I made an ass out of myself in that assumption because that's not where he was at that's not where he's at in his life so he came i'm going together as a family and i was like fuck your family bro (laughs) so i felt like i had to say whatever i said even though it was in the space of the family meeting being honest i find that um i'm the big sister He's my big brother, but I really do have a lot of influence on my siblings. And while we are all grown, we all make our own decisions. I find that I'm kind of the glue here because when me and my brother are doing fine, 
we're great. <laughs> we're great. And I usually, when we're doing fine, somebody else, somebody else in the mix is, is not doing fine with it. So I usually am the one to bring us together to be like, y'all, look, we doing this, we doing that, y'all, we, we, you know, and the convincing of it. And being honest, I don't give a damn about none of that no more. And I was okay with all of it. And this whole family thing go to shit for me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you will acknowledge how I felt, though, and what you did. And that's it. I don't care. And I would like an apology with it, too. Yes, I'm asking for a lot. But I'm asking for what I'm asking for. If you can do it, then you can do it. But I don't believe that I shouldn't ask for what I think I need. I don't believe in that for people. And I it really saddens me when people think to themselves, oh, I really need to hear this, but I won't ask for it. You are doing yourself an injustice. Ask for everything you want. Ask and honestly, for it all. Honestly, I think, I think that if you're going to, if this is a family meeting, like, okay, yeah, maybe you could have talked to him other side to the side, but like if this is a family meeting, I I don't I don't I personally didn't see it as an inappropriate space to address a family issue. Cause it's not like we all didn't know about what was going on. Like it was like I said, y'all, it was a big deal. We all knew what was going on. We all felt certain things about the situation. Um and so I Look, I didn't see a better place for it to be addressed. Well, so Personally. either way, it did get hectic. Another thing about me and my brother is while we are really, really great together, when we uh, clash, which we've always done our entire lives, we clash harder than anybody else in our family clashes. Like, we're like, bulls in this bitch clink clink and what i've learned about myself as an adult i've always i've always been like this i've always been just very strong and like no <laughs> right but as an adult i'm unmovable and it's because like he has it's like this control thing this um leader it's it's it's, it's also from a it's from the masculine it's from a space of ego as well and so that mixed with Esther's bullheadedness is like <laughs> all the time. Like, uh, whereas for Roberta, she'll probably go with the flow or back up. And me, I'm just, I'll just, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy on retreat. <laughs> I'm, I'm heavy on, I'm heavy on. Look, if I am not comfortable in this space, <laughs> I'm gonna go find my own space because <laughs> it's not gonna work. While I'll find my own space, I'm, I'm gonna let, let you know loudly <laughs> why I'm leaving this space and why I won't be coming back. <laughs> so with that being said, yes, we clashed. I was so upset. And I was really upset because I felt like in the amount of time, it's been, it's been over a year, um, just about. So in the amount of time that we had, uh, that we didn't really speak and communicate or anything, that uh, that it would have been easier. It would have been easier to go about it and I wouldn't have felt um, 
all the emotions just come rushing back to me. It's like all of them came back and then and then, then like he was speaking. And you know when you're when you're in a um a, an argument or a debate with someone, they say things that you don't agree with and they things, you know, start you start to say things and now it's a fucking shit show. <laughs> so yes, I was I was highly upset and I don't really remember myself getting that mad for like it's been a while. It's been a while, like and I walked away from that thinking to myself, okay, I'm good on this. I won't do this again. Um, I've really, really evolved uh, from, while I'm still bullheadedness, I'm, excuse me, while I'm still bullheaded, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm still bullheaded, I also am older and not every bull keeps the bulls when they start getting older they don't keep running into the young ones you know they don't you don't just keep running at some point you have to start thinking about it is this a fight that i want to take on you know and for me no it's not a fight that i want to take on because there's no other way around it for me i mean what i mean there is no other way around it but i will not beg you to acknowledge something i will not beg you to treat me like i want to be treated i won't so when, whenever he sent me the message, it was like a really good apology, like, and it really was, I didn't expect it. I did not think, so after that argument, I did not think in hell or high water because of knowing who my brother was, that there would have ever been an uh, an apology after that kind of argument. Like I knew that after that kind of argument that we just had, whatever apology that I thought that I would ever acknowledgement, whatever, I just blew that shit out the water. <laughs> it's not fucking happening. So yeah, I was also very upset about that, right? And then he sent the message, and it, re- it I was reading standing up. It caused me to sit down and be like, oh. Oh. oh, okay. Because then at that point, the ball's in your court, right? And it's like, I can continue. It's like, how much do I value this relationship? And I can continue. Because at that point, you could have been like, no, what you said already, you fucked up. And could have you could have continued to be mad. Because like, all right, my brother was almost doing a good job, y'all. <laughs> That's the thing that was also very annoying about them blowing up. Because he was almost doing a good job. But for y'all don't know that I apologize. When you acknowledge that you have done something and you hurt someone's feelings, there is no but. There is no, it's just accountability for what you did and how you made someone feel, period. That is the end of the sentence. And he kept trying to justify his actions. And not to say that, like, we acknowledge those things. We understood. We get the full scope. We're not talking about that aspect of the story right now. We're just talking about how you reacted and do you like, and how that made me feel. And he kept trying to justify. And that's what really, that's what really caused the blow up. But I was really, I was, I was shooketh when I, when I saw that apology, because I was like, wow, he took accountability. Took really, really, really real big strength. And like, I appreciated that. And because, because I really don't like to live in 
in anger. I really don't like to live that. I've been there before, been there, done that, over it. Um, and that's my brother. At the end of the day, that's my brother. And uh, no matter what I say, I never want anyone to harm him, comfort him, you know, any, 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 any malice. Right. And, um, I acknowledge that my mom had four children and of those four children, he's my brother and he has worth. <clears throat> I can't act like he doesn't, you know, and I love him and he's a human. He makes mistakes. And it was a really tough situation. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to act like it wasn't a tough situation. Um, the choices he made were not good. But it was really, really tough. <laughs> it was really tough. So, okay. Okay. I can, I can also apologize because I was coming for your life. I was coming for your life, bruh. On the motorcycle, just <laughs> you got me fucked up. <laughs> so I can drag that back. You know, I can uh, I can acknowledge that. Yes, this was probably not the best way to go about getting you to acknowledge that you stuck. But no buts, no buts, no buts. This was not the best way to get you to acknowledge that you fucked up. Period. I appreciate you acknowledging that you fucked up. I appreciate your apology. And I won't um I won't harbor on this anymore. I appreciate you. I love you. If you want to have another family meeting, by all means, I'll show you. And when Esther sent me the message, because this was very quick, like, like, oh, I I like a voice note. And I just felt the energy shift. And she was like, I would consider a family meeting now. And it was just so powerful because I was literally like, we just broke some generational shit just now. Like, I like in the, I felt it. Like, I'm talking to Roberta, like, girl, do you know what we just, like, in that, do you know what just happened? <laughs> like, and I know this, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if y'all spiritual, y'all already even here, but like, we have not seen relationships communicate in that way. Like, we just haven't seen it. Like, we haven't seen, most of the time adults take accountability for their actions and genuinely apologize and and acknowledge their faults and move on together and move on and and release it and be able to be like yeah okay now that you acknowledge that i'm not going to harbor off of it and we can let's see how we can build and how we can move forward because i value this y'all we ain't seen it before I, I really can't remember a time when. Yeah. Even looking at the adults in my life, like when people was doing, when they were over people, they were like over people. And I low-key have, I, I low-key have that detachment in me too, because if you fuck up, I feel like my first reaction and it really does depend on the relationship, but it's like, could I let this go? I could probably let this go. Like that's, I mean, like that's like default setting. But we realizing that I have to be like, okay, how much do I value this person? How much do I value this relationship? Is this really? Do we serve each other? Like, 
you know what I'm saying? What what is the connection that we really have and is it important? And I just thought it was so beautiful. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud of y'all. Yeah. Um, I mean, really at the end of the day, we're all adults here. And I am a firm believer that whatever happened in the past really did happen in the the past. If you are able to acknowledge everything that's occurring here, however that goes, whatever the, whatever it is, um, once again, just because you made the bed does not mean you have to lay in it. If you are, if you choose to change your actions and take accountability for what you did, we can move. We can probably move forward. Like, yeah, you're human, and that that uh, what I just gave you, I would hope that you can give me that as well because you can never be so rigid and forget that you make mistakes and you will make a mistake. And at that time, you would not want your whole entire support system to just be like, well, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. It, it, It doesn't work like that. So you have to always be willing to give what it is that you want. And so I would want forgiveness from my brother at some time. I don't see it happening where I'm doing anything to like make him need to forgive me or anything. I don't see it happening. I'm like per- almost perfect. But um, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> I-, I don't know what I'll do down the line. And I know that I've done some things to my brother. I know that I have harmed my brother before. I'm not sure if we're going to say mentally or physically. I've no, I've, I've harmed my brother before. Mm-hmm. I know that I was out of pocket a few times, you know, like uh, with my words, uh, with my actions, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and he was able to look past it. I broke the boy's MacBook. I threw it out the window on some shit. <laughs> Okay. He also beat me up and had me in between the washer and the dryer. (laughs) We do not condone violence of any type on this podcast. We don't. But after all of that, that was still my homie. He still called me up for relationship advice. And when my ex-boyfriend tried to put his hands on me, my brother was like, hey, what's up? What's up, though? Send me to Edium. I didn't even need to send him the ad because he was already coming down. Awesome, awesome. He was already coming down. <laughs> so, once again, we are multifaceted. And don't do yourself the injustice of not feeling the array, the rainbow of emotions that is at your disposal. You can choose to live in sadness it's it's hard it's not to say that it's not hard you know but how you feel is one of the only things you can control and your mental health is so important so in those times where you say to yourself I think I'm feeling down or I'm not, this is not it. It's the worst day ever. Make it great. Play some music. 
listen to that song that like is the annoying song, but is the one that makes you giggle and laugh and 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 and, and shake your ass. Twerk. Twerking helps. Twerking helps. Do your hair. Do a facial. Um I forced myself to laugh before. I've actually sat there. It's actually a thing. It's really good for you. Yeah. Get some sun. Get some sun. Oh my goodness. I can tell you this. If you're feeling down, something that I find is like immediate medicine. Immediate medicine. And free. For the free. With the air too. The oxygen free. But a free free. It's And it's different than whatever oxygen you were smelling. I'm telling you right now. You go out there, maybe you touch the grass. Maybe you don't. You might be allergic. I don't know. But you just stand in your space. Be in your space. Acknowledge your space. And let the sun bathe you in what it likes to do. I don't know if you need sunscreen or whatever. I'm not a doctor. You figure that part out for yourself. Either way. Vitamin D ain't never hurt. Oh, that's a lie. For the most part, vitamin D ain't never hurt. A healthy amount of vitamin D has never hurt anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how that works. But yeah, I challenge you to actively change your state of mind yourself. I challenge you to actively make yourself happy in a moment where it's hard to find it. Color, make a joke, watch some comedy, and if I find you, comedy is hilarious. And if you're a weirdo, if you, y'all know what I'm talking about too, because y'all know y'all have had them crying sessions. And if you went and looked at yourself in the mirror and started making faces or laughed at yourself, looking at yourself like, <laughs> so I took so. to love my hair, y'all. I used to do this. Let me show y'all something. And this makes me feel like a little girl. A little little girl. (laughs) I would do my hair like this. And then just walk around the house. And then in this time, (laughs) I would feel so slow. So slow, and every time I looked at myself, I giggled. <laughs> every time I looked at Samara, I giggled. Um, until I kind of stopped giggling and started being like, "Oh, there is hay time there." <laughs> oh, look at that! Look at that dread. It is a dread. Like I'm actually in making myself feel better. I also started seeing because I changed my mindset. I got to see the better parts of something that I was really not liking. So at the time of putting my hair like that, I was really just feeling re- slow. <laughs> I was just really feeling slow, unattractive, and bald. Call a spade a spade, right? And 
then I put it up in there in the pigtails or whatever. And at first, you know, I made me laugh and stuff. And because I got the laugh, I started to open up different endorphins and stuff in my body, which then started changing my mindset. And then I started seeing the better things. So it just, it just went, I went down the rabbit hole of happy. <laughs> Go down the rabbit hole. No. I think they're back. Of happy. Of happy. <laughs> And just and and with that, just like we said already, all of these things can exist, right? You can be experiencing all these things and know you have to deal with them, but they can still exist and you can still have joy and you can still choose to be peaceful and you can choose to accept what is occurring that is out of your control and choose to control what you are controlling. Focus on that and foster peace and joy within that. Um, that you have control over. Um, and it's really a beautiful thing. The first time that you change your mindset on your own, no one else decided for you. No one else took you out the funk. It'll, it'll never be easy. I don't ever want to lie to you and tell you that it will be easy. But that's not really, is that really why you're here? Living life? for things to just be easy, right? So enjoy, enjoy the experience. Bask in the fact that you control your ecosystem so much that you can make it rain or shine in your ecosystem. That's what I consider my body. It's my ecosystem. If I don't water the plants like I need to and sift the soil like I need to, you plant seeds and stuff, the garden is over. Like it's all over. The ecosystem is dying and then erosion doesn't happen in decomposition. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in science. The point is, is that no one can ever take care of your ecosystem better than you can. And you know what your ecosystem means. Listen to yourself. And if in listening to yourself, you hear the bad things changed the damn radio station that is a thing you can do that we're in 2021 now everybody has a phone youtube is a thing the titles the spotify's the 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 the, the pandora's for the people it, it honestly it gets easier the more uh the more you observe the more you observe yourself because you realize how many thoughts that you are actually thinking all the time and that you are the person watching those thoughts. And it, it provides this level of detachment. You know, the more you practice it, it'll, it'll provide this level of detachment from those negative thoughts because you're watching these thoughts and you're like, where the fuck, you know, when those crazy thoughts come, where the fuck did that come from? Like, where that knife? <laughs> what? Uh, and you realize, oh no, like it's like, mm -mm. and and for me, like one of the things that I do, because sometimes I find one thing that I realize uh, lately about myself is that like I'm really good at gassing myself up to do something, right? And I always do it, right? Don't get me wrong. However, right when I'm about to start, my self doubt kicks in. Kicks in. I'm realizing this, like I'm about, you know, I'm about to start a new job. You know, I've been gassing myself up this whole time. I've been ready. I realized that I did that with that. I realized yesterday I was in a conversation. I was doing it with that. 
it's like I prepare myself, prepare myself, and then I'm like, oh, can you do it? Are you sure you can execute? And in those moments, I have to ask myself, is this thought, is this thought serving you? Because if I'm, it's not serving me, then I can I have the choice then to reaffirm myself. No, you've always been prepared. They wouldn't have hired you if you weren't equipped and prepared to, to, to do this. Look how long you've been preparing for this for this position. Look how long you've been preparing for this move. Look how long you've been preparing. You are already equipped with all the tools to execute. What is this self-doubt? And I know in, in those moments, I know that's not that's not true. That's not true to who I am and what I can and what I can do. And so um it's just it gets it gets easier. Um so for people who are because that's a blessing, what you can do, where you can acknowledge yourself though. I I don't do well with that. That's not my forte. So I'm a jump off the bridge kind of person. If it feel right, I literally mean if it feel right. So I, I do a little research, you know. And then if in my research, I'm still like, yep. There are no more thoughts between that yep and me doing it. I just jumped off the bridge. And that's because, cool because I'm more of a logical person. So that's how I process. And because you're more of coming from a space of emotion, you're like, okay, 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 okay. Because if I, if I allow in between the, you see, okay, okay. Okay, if I stay, okay, if I stay there, if I stay there, then things can creep up. Things might be able to be like the self-doubt and the, and then I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I get scared. And if I get scared, it's over because that's a bad emotion. That's a negative emotion. Negative connotation to whatever it is I was trying to do. Can't do it no more. I don't allow myself to feel the fear because I feel like if there was, if, it, if the fear was relevant, if the fear was honest, then I would have felt that initially. But because the fear is something that I'm manifesting myself, that's why it's a, a backup emotion. That's why it's something that, that's occurring now, you know? And so what just, they say fear is? They say fear is false. Is it? I feel like I'm going to get the E wrong. I feel like I'm going to say evidence and I feel like that's wrong. But false evidence appearing real or something like that or false something with the E. False something with the emotions. False. I don't know. It's an E. If y'all know. Know, know the thing, there's a, there's a, there's a, correct me in the comments, but correct. it's false E word appearing real. So she's right. Like you're creating, you're creating this anxiety, whether it's based off of past experiences, uh, self-doubt, etc you're creating it. So if you can create it, that means you have the power. I got the power. I affirm that you land on your feet every time you decide to make a misstep. I affirm that you get that bike and don't let nobody tell you you can't get the bike. I affirm that you do the things that are your heart's desire without feeling judged, unappreciated, unseen, and whatever else you're feeling. I don't know. Either way, right? I affirm that you move forward in the space of I can. 
And even when, because it's not like you're, you're a human. So it's not like you can control exactly if the fear gets to creep up in you. But what you can control is if you decide to let this fear stop you from doing what it is that you want to do. Live your life. Live your best life in the truest and most open form there is. Harm none and be all. I'm a firm believer of that. I don't want to harm anyone, but I want to be all that I can be. Like, what? what is it? The military or something? <laughs> be all you can be? Is that the military? I don't know. I'm over here. I know I can. I know I can be, be what I want to be. If I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. I want to be. 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 Boy, <laughs> girl. <laughs> I was going to do it, but I didn't want to do it to them. I didn't want to do it to them. They wasn't ready. Look, either if way, you're not ready, say that. <laughs> either way, don't let anyone steal your joy. And what would be also really great is if you guys can comment some of your joyous moments in the comment and help someone else. Yeah. Let us help know. me, bro. Fuck that. No. Help me. Because I be reading the comments, y'all. And I be wanting to see nice things. And so know that because you wrote it, I read it. Let us I know if it. anything resonated. Let us know if anything resonated in our family dynamic. And if you have any tips, let us know. If there's um, anything else you would like us to talk about, any other topics that you'd like us to touch upon, are there things going on in your life that maybe you need advice on? Now, while we don't give advice, we always give a road. So, you know, let us know if there's uh, any alternative ways that um, that you handle, handle your negative self-talk um, or thought processes. But as usual, this was supposed to be a quick story time, y'all. But we made the long, the long story long. That's the theme. It's this podcast, this episode should just be called "Long Story Long." <laughs> it should be like "Long Story Long." We laughed at a funeral. As usual, thank you for um, making it this far and tapping in with us. Um, as always, speak beautifully to yourself <laughs> and. Others. <laughs> Peace, family. <laughs>